Hello and welcome to Cracked Open, a podcast guiding you on your journey to becoming a vessel of unconditional love. This is your host, Beck Mylonis, High Priestess, Channel, and Activator. Join me on this series as I share reflections, insights, and channel transmissions from my journey of walking the initiation path. Each episode is a unique transmission containing supportive frequencies to facilitate the deepest healing, activation, and reconnection with your soul. I invite you to open your mind and set the intention to receive this episode into your heart space. Let's go. Welcome back, beautiful souls, to another episode of Cracked Open, a podcast guiding you to become a vessel of unconditional love. I am here today with the beautiful Flo Karuna. Flo is a soul brother. I had the absolute honor and privilege of meeting in Mexico a couple of months ago, and I was like, dude, you need to come on this podcast. There's some stuff going on. we got to like share this juju. So hello, Flo. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here. What up? I'm bringing the juju. Bringing the juju. <laughs> Guys, I want to say about today, we just had a drop in as I do on all of these podcast episodes. Today is, I know I say this a lot, but like really, truly, my hands are shaking from the energy of today. It's big energy that wants to move through this transmission. So we're going to dive into and flow, haha, flow with whatever is coming through for today. But it does feel like some of the things that we'll be going into is sacred sexuality feminine masculine dynamics and just our own journeys as leaders as light workers as healers so to introduce Flo before we get started Flo Karuna is a planetary guardian and visionary creator who has dedicated his life to spiritual awakening and the empowerment of others his natural ability to be plugged into the Akash has led to his creations such as the Pleiadian Oracle deck Lyran Oracle deck and Masters of Light board game oh wow there's a board that's dope what happens in the board game that sounds cool <laughs> It's going to ceremony with your friends and family and activate together. Wow, I love that. As well as the upcoming book, Mermaids of Atlantis. Amazing. Flo is also the founder of starcodes.com, dedicating to dedicated to empowering and bringing forth galactic knowledge into the collection. He is into the collective. I'm sure that's meant to say. He is down to earth soul, seeks to loosen up spirituality while integrating higher dimensional codex into the earth realms in servitude to the new earth. He's also just a really cool dude. I really enjoyed meeting him when I did. And we were just throwing back and forth these awesome con con topics um, and diving. So Flo, thank you so much for being here. I would love if you could introduce yourself in your own words to this collective that we are speaking to today and just tell us a little bit about your journey that led you here doing what you're doing with yes. your life well first off i'm so honored to be here uh when i connected with yourself in mexico city uh it was an instant connection and something transpired at that where we when we had breakfast that day i just felt something went down yeah. and <laughs> an imprint in both of us yeah and i'm still feeling the imprint to mm -hmm to this moment so uh, i'm just giving gratitude for synchronicities of life uh so for those don't know don't know me my name is flo karuna i am a human who's really in servitude to the planetary awakening like many of us listening right now are going through or opening up to and i won't go too deep into my past but 
where I am at in this moment is really committed to authenticity, creativity, service, compassion, and realness. And those principles, core tenets have led to many of my creations that I'm very passionate about, very passionate about fusing creativity into this realm, seeding this place with fun, playful codes in an indirect way. Because I've, I grew up with a lot of television when I was a kid. Many people are like, oh, you poor baby, you, you watch TV all day. But I'm like, ah, it was a great thing. I tapped into the entire Akasha of planet Earth and my imagination quadrupled being exposed to so many dramas, so many comedies, so many, you name it. And that experience as a kid being plugged into the entertainment industry, I feel has carried deep into me in this moment. And now I feel like these seeds are blossoming and I'm really... I'm creating animations as we speak. Uh, as Beck mentioned, creating, I created a board game. I have some other board games planned, created two Oracle decks. So I'm really passionate about creativity, but not just creativity. Creativity fused with the seeds of awakening. And that's what I like to do. I also have a Starseed community where I, I channel. I don't like to use the word channel. I, I Oracle. I like to oracle information from the field. To me, what oracling is, is you maintain your sovereignty. I never put aside the integrity of my energy field. I'm always connected to my human and I'm connected to my higher self or God consciousness. And my higher self or the God consciousness is having a communi communication with other beings that I translate into this vehicle. And I've been on that journey for many years, trained with discernment, trained with, you know, learning how to harness it in a good way. And now I, I run Starseed programs at star-codes.com and on Instagram, starseeds, starseed.codes. So that's just a little about me, but um, I'm passionate about life. And I really want people to, to live their full potential. And I want to live my full potential and be the embodiment. Amazing. You said something. There's so many things pinging that I was like, oh, ask him. Did you create the art for um the star star seat with the the Instagram? Do you create that art that in all the reels? In the in the past. Oh yes, I do create all the reels. Oh, amazing. Uh, yes. And sometimes we work with artists or sometimes we use AI art. I know there's some opinions on that. <laughs> Get out! <laughs> but this is my this is my perspective. Everything in creation, it's how you make it, baby. It's not mm. about like what's in front of you. I think that's super superficial. Be like, hey, it's this. No, mm. it's like, is your consciousness going to steer it to serve, or is your consciousness going to make it evil? That's, I mean, Absolutely. it's the creators of reality. I think that was actually we were on a panel together. This is how we met at <laughs> at the Ufology World Congress in Mexico City. This is how we met. Cute, I'll meet you. And that was one of the questions about AI. And I got on and I fucking roasted AI. And I was like, it takes this. And you were like, no, nah, it's got its time and its place. And I respect that. And you know what? I've actually to my audience, I I know I've been really like AI, um, but I've been dabbling with some chat beat GBT, chat whatever the hell it is, the one that you tell it to do the things, then it does the things. And I found it actually quite helpful. So. I think you're right. And yeah, a little correction. So I think I, one of the things I really appreciate, well, there's lots of things in there that I really appreciate about you, but it's 
and you said this to me, so it's really funny because now I'm seeing that reflection of you, the authenticity and the not giving a shit. And so for <laughs> backstory and context, we were sitting at this table with a couple of other people in Mexico City. And this is when we had this moment of like, boom, there's some fucking amazing codes here. Yeah. And we were talking about sacred sexuality and we were riffing back and forward. And there was this energy and I was like moving my hands and stuff. I could feel it. And I was like, I don't know if anyone else could feel this. This is some like crazy wild energy. And then in the middle of like the conversation, Flo just full on starts channeling, like closes his eyes and he just starts like dropping some fucking truth bombs in the middle of a cafe in Mexico City. And it was so cool because you just didn't give a shit. You were like, I'm just, this is me. And this is, I'm just doing, we're doing this now. And I love that. And it's so cool because what you said about channeling, you maintained your integrity. Like I could see you were still very much there. You were present as I was coming through. So I'm going to ask you, do you remember anything of what you said? I'm sure you do because you've been bringing this through your content, but let's, let's get them on board on what was coming through in that conversation. Yeah. So I'm just gonna be honest. I don't recall everything. (laughs) And it was actually recorded by someone who is in, and I've never seen a recording, but from everything that's coming to mind, when I recall, maybe you could refresh my memory, actually. Actually, mm-hmm. do you want to refresh my memory? Because you were listening and then I'll remember it. Um, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> you, you were remember. talking. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, it was it was just truths. It was truths that I teach. It was truths that I know. And to hear you expressing it the way that you're expressing it, it was like, bam. It was talking about where do I want? Okay, let's feel into where this. It was talking about the sacredness of our sexual energy and harnessing that to create with to Mm. be in our our base basically you're talking about being in our base human and how it's so important you it was essentially tantra was what you were sharing you were sharing a very tantric perspective about how we're here to be in this world and of this world and our sexuality and our base pleasures and how we interact with what is (laughs) and how we move through life feeling everything to its capacity and to its depth is how we can connect to the divine right so there is the path of spirituality which is very like i would say it's very masculine it's like intellectualizing things it's um separating yourself from the human existence transcending past it but what you were speaking to and what i felt really alive is like god is in everything god is in that sexual expression right and as yes. i was tuning into um like at the collective or whoever was listening to this before we jumped on I mentioned I could feel a lot of shame and guilt in the, like in the, I was feeling it wanting to move from this collective of people because we're taught and conditioned that our sexual energy is so base, like it's so base level and it's not spiritual and it um, it's harmful. Right. So you didn't really go into that, but that's kind of where, where I think it's being steered to go in this, that can be such a pure expression and it's our power. So tell me how you relate to this as, as that being, our power like absolutely i love where we're going right now so i mean anyone it's like i don't want to talk about ai but just coming like that like how you use anything that's reality is your choice mm-hmm. and sexuality I want to delete ai from field and like come to this organic field but how you use sexuality is really our choice and it's a powerful gateway when harnessed. And it creates us. Like, like some when I'm when I talk about sacred sexuality, I always preface it created us. Just mm-hmm. so people like can dial down on all this bullshit. Are you allowed to swear on this thing? 
Oh yeah, yeah. fuck yeah. <laughs> it's my okay. costume, you know me. <laughs> yeah, no, no big <laughs> So all this bullshit we've been programmed with on sexuality has fucked with our brains and it's gave us like this push and pull of shame and intense pleasure. And that's like a mind fuck to humanity. I feel like we've all been mind fucked with sex because it's such a natural current. It birthed us. You know, when we enter this plane, we are bestowed like the astrological chart, right? So we're downloading like the stars, the moment we're conceived into reality. But the moment like the sperm and egg, I feel like that's like the true download. And that's when our parents are making love. So we enter this plane with like love and we've been told it's shameful and that makes existing shameful. So mm. I'm on a personal mission and I know many people, including yourself are with me. So it's like, let's get to the truth of sexuality. And if we're actually here to liberate our planet, I feel it's the baseline to freeing every single one of us. So when I go into the energy and the more I really tap into it, the Kundalini energy and the sexual energy, it's a divine gateway to heaven and God. That's how I see it. And a, a, certain words have been coming down yesterday. It was, it was like the orgasm is the gateway, the portal to heaven. And I've had experience, mystical experiences where I felt the divine God universe, whatever you call it. I, I was in a lucid, okay, I won't go too deep, too deep, but let's just say the holy light, the light of lights enveloped my field. And I was just blasted with emotions that I've never felt uh, collectively. It was like joy, compassion, happiness, emotions, crying, gratitude, you name it. They're all like collectively hitting me. And I always knew that I was like a really deep connective state to the source. Now, like looking back to yesterday, it's like the orgasm is the gateway to God. And I really started to think about it. I'm like, that's exactly what I felt in those mystical experiences, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like this bullshit old dying society, thank God, <laughs> is... Uh, promoted pornography a lot just so it could be done one and done it's like they're gonna they're gonna mate let's just make them have it quickly and move back to like whatever they're doing and forget about it but the mystics the tantric practitioners when i speak with yeshua and mary there's like a consistent theme i get from them and it's like we're here to extend the orgasm it's not just supposed to be pop. Okay. Oh, peace. You know, we're done. No, it's, it's meant to be extended. And when we extend it, that's when we're like in this ecstatic state of being throughout the day. And I feel this is where people like yourself, myself, and many others are recalibrating the planet to right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot in there. Just let me feel, let me feel, let me feel. It's also, um, you brought in Mary and Jesus at the end. And I have such a resonance with like their divine union and, and all of that. And I've felt that in me, that tantric 
it's um alchemy is what i want to call it sex magic right and it's yeah. not it's not the physical act um and i've said this in other episodes it's not even the physical act it's the energy of the feminine and the masculine coming together in this fusing which creates this whoa. even just saying that you feel that like the two snakes dancing together that energy melding together and that's what it is and it creates this third energy which is creation um which it's powerful right it's that's source energy it's shakti and shiva and i remember you saying you were saying a lot of stuff about shiva and the masculine and one of the things that you said when we were sitting down is i said sometimes i just feel like i as a feminine right i feel like i'm being fucked by the divine and you said that's really interesting because sometimes i feel like i want to fuck the divine and it was just this like uh like example of the feminine and the masculine and the two ways in which we relate to this energy um the other thing i'm feeling really important so you're going to say something oh yeah and and like just for a listener's sake when i say fuck the divine it's like literally expansion Mm -hmm. into all that is you know it's not the mm -hmm. outdated fuck it's like no penetrate to the very core yeah exactly. penetrate it with your force with your vision with your um what's the word like witnessing and that's what the masculine is it's like that i'm going to penetrate so deeply with my with my presence that's what it is like literally penetrate deeply with my presence that's what it is um it's it's also this energy gets so misconstrued and i think that's that's part of the problem with our societies and we did talk about this as well like you said it's so interesting whenever we get together and the other guy our friend who was also there we just seem to go into sex what is this like Naturally. what the fuck beck you witch like no you didn't say that but i kind of was like yeah it's me i get it i have that effect on people but it's it's this energy that we don't have a framework to interpret as this energy could be manifest in so many ways it could be that we're here to birth a project together and so there's this orgasmic energy that wants to come through right it could be you know there's a union that wants to have there's so many ways in which this energy can be manifest and it's not just sex and humans think oh i have this pleasure i have this um like stimulation in my lower chakras i have this desire and therefore i need to channel that into sex and it's so often not the case right and yeah. i find for me a lot of the healing work that i do is very orgasmic like it's all i literally have full body orgasms doing the work and i'm it's not sexual right it's absolutely not sexual and some of the most incredible experiences i've had have been non-physical and they've been just this presence they've just been healing they've been intimacy with someone where it's not even um intimate right it's not it's, it's not physically intimate it's not about that so talk to me does that ping anything for you when i'm speaking to like where that energy wants to go and and you know you're very creative do you think you take this energy and you put it into your creations? First off, I love everything you're saying and on how like you, you've had like these profound experiences and they haven't been physical to me. That's very, that's felt frequently. The more I connect to this energy, it's like to make love with all that is mm -hmm. to enter the God state and yes to answer your question i do like to channel it into creativity or art or exercise or whatnot because can't speak on your behalf but at least as a man when when i'm working with this energy and i'm not you know releasing my seed i'm like a man tends to get a lot of energy like mm -hmm. a lot. I'm like a hummingbird sometimes. I'm like just buzzing around the place. And 
so it kind of changes your structure or, or way of operating because you just have so much energy and I, I honestly feel like you're kind of forced <laughs> to to alchemize it right mm -hmm. to exercise or what it looks like but when you do the breath work I I think it's at the end of the day sexuality is creativity they are the exact same thing and I we spoke about this and you know I'm just in like full authenticity these days and I don't really give a fuck anymore it's mm -hmm. like so I, when I used to like, so I, I'm an entrepreneur, I work on my computer and it's all creative work, but obviously you got to do the, the typical stuff too, here and there. I was always horny. Like in my twenties, I was on, always horny when I got on computer and, and I didn't understand what was happening in me. I just assumed because I have sexual energy, like I need to like masturbate or have sex with somebody like that's what society trains you and they're like kind of like blocking you from like master creative codes because this is like a gateway to god and if you harness it you could like have a huge imprint on this reality and, I, and if i could speak to my younger self which i'm going to do in this moment i would send him that quantum message like bro you don't have to like masturbate all the time you could like work with this but also i you know in those days i felt i had such high sexual energy i couldn't even harness it like so what i've been learning is so i'm on this path now and i'm like teaching forms of tantra and sacred sexuality and i'm in my 30s and it's like there's no way i could have done it in my 20s there's like a, a level of maturity needed to work with sacred sexual energy and to like hold it with integrity yes mm -hmm. so that's also been coming up to me it's like it's not easy for a man to walk the tantric path mm -hmm. i think it's 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 rather natural for women because they're built in with like these god-given gifts but men have to like get initiations like, i've worked with a lot of in indigenous cultures and they're like, women are naturally shamans. They don't have to do the vision quests. Like, they don't do these like crazy initiation, but the men, we have to like fucking go to the woods. <laughs> we have Absolutely. to like, yeah. in, and I've done two vision quests in my day, like sit in outdoors where there's wild animals, pray, don't eat, fast, and like earn something. And it's became very clear over these last couple of days, like, I had to go through so many initiations in my journey to be here and actually like have sexual energy and integrity because in my old self, even if it wanted to, I mean, I think the energy would have overpowered it and it couldn't like really harness it. So we're talking about powerful frequency here that could, that could open dimensions and it, there will be ups and downs for all of us on this journey, but it's, worth it i'm at the stage now where i'm harnessing it and i feel my energy it's just like i'm rejuvenating myself i can exercise I can channel creativity and it's like the dragon is serving me it's like I, I like to use the metaphors like from the movie avatar like they they see those wild dragons and like in order for us to like tame them we have to like jump on them and it might kill us 
-hmm. and and some elements sexual energy is very much like that where it could kill you and it's killed many men who have gone so deep down that road that they couldn't even extract themselves out of it or well, they can but like they went really deep but eventually as you harness that dragon it becomes to serve you and if any men are listening just know like this energy is here to serve your life path i love that um ha, there's a lot moving <laughs> i just need to give, give it a second for the energy to subside i really recognize myself in that because anyone who listens to this knows i, I talk pretty candidly about I had a very overactive, um, I would say, sexuality uh, when I was younger. And I would interpret this energy all the time as wanting to just like, like you expend it in some way, right? And I wasn't channeling it into anything. And what you said about if I'm not letting it out into stuff, then it builds up and it's kind of the same for me. And this is what happened in my Kundalini awakening for the first two years. I had so much fucking Shakti moving through me that it incapacitated me. I was like in bed for three years. I'm not even kidding. That was my initiation into this energy and being able to hold it just in bed. Cause it just fucking knocked me out. And I wasn't, I had no masculine. I had no masculine to speak of, to direct that life force, to put it towards something. Right. So it was creating chaos. It was wrecking. It was wreaking havoc on my life and my body because I wasn't directing it right so that's the flip side of this energy it can be very destructive if not harnessed correctly and I feel like this is maybe the energy that's moving through um because I feel quite sick and I feel like throwing up which tells me that there's some resistance being cleared around this is fucking powerful energy right and I think a lot of us have we carry it's not even self-hatred but there's wounding around <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, feeling into the thread of it, it feels like those who've used this power to manipulate others tactically. Exactly. Yeah. As you were talking, I was getting, and you were saying there's this maturity that comes. It's also, there's a level of like heart consciousness that we need to have um, to not be fucking with people with this energy because it's so potent, right? And I think a lot of us have been burnt or we've burnt others. I think I'm more feeling that we've burnt others. So we repress it using that to get what we want to manipulate people. Right. And that's not fucking pure. And so it was so important for me that we jump on in this space and we talk about this and it was clear, there was clear, whatever it is that is moving. Like it was clear. The direction was clear. This is serving it's for the highest. Right. And I think a lot of people, <laughs> when it starts to awaken, they get very, what I want, like tempted by it and the powers that it brings and this almost superhuman quality of it and that without the discernment and the initiations to bring them back to the to the love to the truth to the higher purpose they can become quite swayed into a direction with it where it's not productive right um and i think this is a caveat that's coming through because it is so powerful like it's important to speak into what can happen if we're not cultivating that with love if we're not cultivating that um through god really through like the highest good of all and not just yep. using it for our own purposes to manipulate people which is what a lot of yogis have done with this energy you know gurus in the past which uh -huh. i feel like is what's happening and what we're shifting out of in this age where we're not using this energy to manipulate people right i could very easily use the sexual energy that i have to get a bunch of men to do a bunch of shit for me <laughs> all the time right and even clients i have to be very careful whenever I'm onboarding someone, whenever I'm working with this energy, whenever I'm 
feeling this energetic, energetic connection present with people, is this clear? Am I using this to get something that I want? Or is this pure, right? You look Love like you it. have something that you want to add. Yeah. Well, what's coming to mind in this moment is how before, before you, I even heard you say a word, I kept hearing how connected sex is to power mm-hmm. on this plane. And then you said power many times after that. It's like, this energy holds the planet, in my opinion. It's like, okay, we think money rules the world, but no, sex rules the world. And then we look at all these like dark organizations and how like, I mean, I haven't studied it too much. I haven't gone into it too much, but I could feel it. And I hear people talking about the field, how they've, you know, done dark sex rituals and like done fucked up shit with children. It's like on some level, they know it gives them power. And this is why it's so important that we reclaim our power as sexual beings. It's like, if you want to save these children that are being abused, I think it starts in our field by reclaiming our power and that shifts the field, right? So what I sense is the individuals who you can't lie with your integrity, with sexual energy, it's like, you're going to be exposed one way or the other. it's like only a matter of freaking time right and it's vulnerable for me as a man to take this path in this time because like man you're like hunted with arrows if you like even like make the wrong move <laughs> but to me it's like i'm not here for my ego i'm not here for insecurity i'm here to fucking liberate the planet along other people's and if they want me to talk about sacred sexuality even though i'm like this low-key guy so be it because this is the gateway to this dimension and we need to be the guardians of this realm. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I think we're getting our power back. Uh, I had, I was on a conference a couple of days ago and it was, you're also diving a little into sacred sexuality. And I was having these beautiful visions of the future where there's these temples and couples are making love in them and they're honored and you know they're bringing to to reality like enlightened children master children and this is the earth i want us to enter into where we really understand we are entering into where we understand sexuality and we realize its potency and we use it to serve not our own desires but like something greater than us Yeah. And what you were saying in there somewhere, I felt like to bring up masculine energy specifically and the protection of what is sacred and the sacredness of the feminine, which is the sexual energy. Like, I think we've really been lacking in this shift that we've been having, like that masculine to direct this energy, to protect this energy, to ground this energy, to um, direct. I think direct is the word, the word that I want to use, like uh, push it towards something. Right. And also, to have masculine beings who are speaking up, right? Speaking up against the use of this for self-serving purposes or abuse or all of these things. So I think it's like the feminine hasn't felt fully safe, the feminine element being this energy to really come forward. And the feminine hasn't felt safe to be in this full power because the masculine historically has and I, I don't want to like harp on this feminine versus masculine and the fucking masculine needs to rise up because I've talked sure. about that a lot. And both of us, like the feminine and the masculine have their work to do, but it's 
I have a lot of women who listen to this podcast, which is why I'm saying it. There's been this feminine resistance to actually stepping into that power because once they have stepped into that power, it's almost like they haven't been protected, right? The feminine hasn't been protected. The Shakti hasn't been protected and it's been fucking everything up. So there's this masculine energy rising at the moment. I think this is what we want to go into because you're such a beautiful example of that. And you really are this, I get this from you immediately. Like immediately when I met you, I felt grounded. I felt safe. I felt, you know, there's like back and forth little jokes and shit that I, I immediately felt this energy was safe with you and it wasn't judged and it wasn't, there wasn't seediness. Like it was, you really hold that presence. Right. And I think it's because you work closely with Yeshua and Shiva and whatever it is. So I just feel to let you have the floor, like what it means to be a divine masculine and how you actually, what, okay, thank you. What would be really soothing was, is if you could speak directly to the feminine as someone who holds this energy and I don't know, I feel like there's something you got to say to the feminine. Yes. Okay. So I'll, I'll do it indirect and indirect. So from my memories in Egypt, Atlantis, and many sacred times on earth, when I was a man, it was the feminine that held the doorway for us to evolve. I remember going to these priestess sort of temples, especially in Egypt, and they would train the men to rise their kundalini and guide us. So from my soul memories, I have a deep recognition for who you are and what you represent to us as beings. And from my perspective, obviously we're all here together, but without the goddess, nothing exists, nothing. We're not here, we haven't entered. So there's just a deep level of gratitude. That's echoes in my being. Like I have so much love for women. I love, love women. And not just like from such a deep level. And I realized they're extremely, extremely strong. And I learned this from experience. From I'm tapped into the Akash and I've had many past lives open. They're, I've always been fascinated by past lives. Not that much in this time, but in the past. And <laughs> one day, all my women lives just kicked in at the same time. And I was like, I just felt babies coming out of me, like baby after baby. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> but I know it's true. As funny as that sounds, it made me understand on a cellular level the strength it takes to carry a child in the womb. And I was just like in bows after I experienced. I'm like, okay, I understand now. Women are deeply strong. And since that experience, it's just been about honoring women. I mean, as a divine man, we have to like be real, but the the baseline of everything is honoring. So I just want to honor 
every single goddess out there who's listening, every fine feminine, and just giving gratitude for your co-creative birth onto this beautiful planet that you reside in. And my prayer is you can, for those who haven't already, to remember the priestess codes from Atlantis, Egypt, and any other time on earth, and to guide the men in gentleness, because men are going through a lot of healing, and they could be, okay, they could be egotistical, they could be egotistical, yeah. and be like, hey, you know, they don't want to listen right now, right? And that's just, I've sensed that shifting. I sense men are becoming more receptive, but I speak a lot with the relationships, people in relationships all the time. So I know the dynamics and I know I've been in relationships and I've had my moments. So I, I get all aspects of the wheel, but my prayer is you can remember priestess codes. I know you're carrying them back. I feel them in you. You embody it. I don't know if you're teaching this stuff to women, but it's just like feeling you and it's just so important right now. And then from a divine masculine, I have some pillars of what a divine man is. I was going to so, ask uh, you that. So this is great. <laughs> just keep talking. Okay, <laughs> so I was always interested in the divine masculine, like the archetype. And I've been on this journey for a while. I had a, my awakening in 2006 and, um, I remember one day at a festival in British Columbia where I spent a lot of time. I met this man who I knew, but I felt his energy. And I'm like, holy crap. This, I finally met a divine masculine. I understand what he is now. I read about him, but now I understand. And what I felt in that being was grounded and heart-centered. I feel like that's just like a pillar of the divine met they're always grounded because you're connected to gaia and your heart's open in addition i find they're in service to the feminine to the earth to children to communities and uh what else i had a list before there's more i don't know yeah. like what it is but i seriously look my heart is just going boom and I just want to bawl my eyes out so I just want to acknowledge that in the field I think it's um I feel it I feel it so deeply it's like as a woman you can sense that you're around that because you just feel held <laughs> you just feel safe you just feel like um like I am welcome here I my emotions are welcome here my vulnerability is welcome here this person is a safe space like Oh, like there's energy coming through and I feel it's channeling through both of us like of what that actually feels like to be in the presence of I think so many of us we don't even know what that feels like um and we yearn there's a yearning in the heart of the feminine to be to feel that right um yeah I just had to speak into like whoa it's just such a big transmission of this energy coming through and it's like my heart is like Ooh, right um so yeah, even yeah, you just speaking into it is like super powerful. There's also something else that's coming down for that to that divine masculine is 
they own their power. It's within themselves. They don't got to prove it. Mm-hmm. It's like the toxic masculine is like consistently trying to prove himself. And I know we all have insecurities for a human. We're going to have moments where, you know, we're going to do that. But we're going to take this the, the path, whether slow, but we're going to walk on that path to like owning our energy. And I feel the divine masculine owns their energy, power within. And since they're in their power, they don't have to flaunt their power. And they could just be like a bear, a teddy bear, relaxed, like soft in the outside, strong on the inside. That's how I see the divine man. Instead of like how we see in media, it's like strong on the outside, but weak on the inside. Mm-hmm. That's that's like a hurt man. And that's a man that needs like to be real express himself be vulnerable and and understand that vulnerability is strength because vulnerability allows us to crack and expand and strengthen right so my prayers are up for that man and we're we're getting there we're getting there it's happening when you met this man like what was the process for you after that did you then go i'm gonna go be like him i'm gonna go learn everything that there was to learn like how did you actually step into this energy because it's a fucking journey right yes that's a good question so it's funny when i met him i completely honored him and he actually had tears in his eyes it was like such this was like 2015 it was such a beautiful moment i was in tears because i had never experienced this man before so and I understand those tears now, right? Like even I've been there and it's like, oh, it's a beautiful thing because it's like it's like coming back to an ancient remembrance, right? It's, a, it's the only metaphor I could think of. It's like in these times where the environment has been destroyed and then we like enter somewhere and then we see like indigenous tribes and they're honoring the planet and like everything's normal and like a tear will come from remembrance. That's what I felt like meeting that brother. And uh, I wanted to learn from him, but it just never transpired for us to spend a lot of time other than going to one men's retreat, but it was just a group of friends. And so I kind of watched him from afar but I'm glad you asked this because I think it's important to have role models, mm-hmm. you know, guides on the journey, not just guides in the spirit realm, because we have, but guides in the earthly realm that have codes for us. And I think just placing him in the altar of my consciousness naturally led me to that path. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so what like practices or if, Okay, if there's someone listening to this that wants to develop more of their divine masculine, what would you recommend as a practice or a resource? Because it's still like, honestly, and I fucking, I say this a lot on here, still we're lacking and really powerful masculine leaders standing up. They're they're coming, they're coming. And like your example, I've had a lot of beautiful men on this podcast now standing up, but I still feel like there's, there's work to be done. Like there's more to stand up. So as someone here who is a leader, is a guide, um, what is some advice or some practices that people can start to do to tap into and cultivate that energy? I love this. Okay. So the first thing is being authentic in your vulnerability. You know, fronting is not going to get you nowhere. 
brother, if you're listening, but diving into the depths of your truth is going to. So getting real is very important. A lot of men and beyond men just like try to get their approval from an external pursuit, which is fine, but get real. And we get real by spending time with ourselves. You know, I'm going to sound like cliche here, but really we have to get to know ourselves. And whether that's journaling or spending time in the outdoors, getting to know ourselves is very imperative to enter into the divine masculine because without that moment to tune, attune to ourselves, we, um, we, we play the old script of society. And that's like being unconscious, but we gain consciousness in those breaks. Number two, and every man's different, but I'll only speak for my journey. So I found the divine masculine codes came online so strong when I started moving my body. When I started working out, when I started running, when I started, you know, physical activity. And in this world of technology, we kind of lose adrenaline and like the masculine energy by sitting in front of our computer all day or staring at a screen, right? So if you're listening, get your ass out there, get moving, get sweating. That's makes you feel like a man. There's a good feeling. It's like my voice just shifted. It's like, that's the real deal. That's, that's who we are as men. And I'm going to extend on your question. I also see where we're headed as divine men is the mandate I always get is we're here to have a unified brotherhood. Like just imagine for a second, one brotherhood on earth, taking us out of the outdated model of competition war. We're still can compete on sports. We still can compete in like fun stuff, but we don't fucking drop nuclear bombs to compete in stupid ass shit. <laughs> and um <laughs> the consistent message i get for the divine masculine is we're here to work together so i'm i just started an organization with my other brother called star brothers and we're working with athletes entrepreneurs ceos and we have a mandate which is to co-create with as many people as possible the outdated masculine is like i gotta do it myself i'm a lone wolf the divine masculine is I'm returning to the pack. And this is the cycle we're in. Also, a lot of men, like suicide rates for men are very high. There's a lot of depression. They're not sharing themselves because they're like so uh, conditioned to like bottle it in. And, you know, the universe made me go through that journey too so I could have compassion. So I had no like... and. and a major relationship just ended and I'm like by myself in mountain town. I don't have friends. I don't have man friends in person. And that made me really like have so much deep compassion for men because I read a stat somewhere. I don't know the specific numbers, but a high percent of men don't have a friend right now. That's really sad. And even I didn't have like, I had friends online, but I didn't have like a friend in person. Mm -hmm in that mountain town. And I think it's imperative for these men to, to make friends as simple as it sounds. 
and that will open up communication, dialogue, and connect us back into the United Brotherhood. Yeah, I think we're all craving that community. I completely feel that. And I also feel like last year and onwards, there's a lot of like soul tribe converging, people coming together, like these relationships like you and I had, we was like, bam, like, whoa, vibing hard. We fucking know each other. And I had that with everyone on that table, right? So it was like, we have these connections and they're just coming together and soul clients and all these, it feels like there's this big convergence happening. Oh, okay, cool. So we're going to ask, like, what do you see as this new earth? And where do you see us heading as a community? I feel like we I've literally just spoken into like this soul tribe converging and um, moving more into community and co-creation, collaboration. I know you hold joy codes as well. So just riffing on that and what that means to you. When I tune into the new earth, it, the word freedom comes down a lot freedom of speech but what in particular comes down to small freedom of movement i see a, a borderless world you're nomadic too right like you don't have a you just fucking travel and i'm not chosen <laughs> nomadic in this moment but i'm nomadic but oh, so I, you're also I, a gypsy <laughs> to be honest with you i want a grounded place and that's what i pray for all the time but i know that's going to come into the right moment I think it's going to come sooner or later. But uh, I sense like, and I see it in people. It's like, we all have like the same vision when I talk to new earth people. It's like, we're living in nature. We have a community and these communities are all around the world. And we could travel to these communities and be plugged into a tribe. Like, all right, I got my fix. Go to the next place. Got my fix and like keep rolling. And that's what I see the new earth. It's like traveling loving humans exchanging medicine like our indigenous ancestors and all around the world and through that movement breaking borders and opening up a new culture i love that and yes. we need to start taking the action to get that done everyone yes. out there right um because i think a lot we're all talking about it and everyone's like i want a farm where i grow my own vegetables and then my friends can come and we all sit around and play guitar and do ayahuasca right and i think like that's it like you, you have i've had that story with a lot ayahuasca. of people no i've never done ayahuasca either but i mean like we've had those conversations with people who were like this is what i desire right like to have all those things to live out in nature to have community to be able to travel um but we need to start actually doing the things like actually like implementing Perfect. buying the land like whatever it is right um so but i love that like my heart was so warm like hearing your vision i'm like that's my i that sounds amazing and it's for me mm -hmm. um i've been living nomadically for four or five years and i'm the same i want that base but i think there's this energy of like i want to be able to like you said like move from place to place but there is there's always a base there's always a home there's always community there's always tribe there's always somewhere to sink for a while and then move onwards and i think a lot of us are designed to well, you're a grid worker, right? Which is I actually, okay, cool. We're going to end with this. We'll go into grid work just briefly and what that means to you, because I think we're called to these places as we're not just gypsies. We're not just avoiding sinking in and grounding somewhere or intimacy or whatever it is, which is sometimes I've had to check myself and be like, am I just running away? But actually, no, I'm called to certain places. Um, and I think many of us are because we're grid workers. We're called to 
um, spread our love and our juju everywhere and maybe open portals or whatever it is in, in other places. So what's your experience with this been? Have you been like called to certain places and you're like, I need to go spend a month here and then spirit calls you somewhere else? Or like, what does that look like for you? Yeah, great question. I, well, I've traveled a lot in my day. I actually traveled for almost like seven straight years. And wow. it was all based on intuitive traveling. Like spirit would be like, hey, you got to go here and they'll give you signs. And I did it. I'm more like balanced these days, but I will speak from, I'm st I'll speak from my full on grid working days. We're like pieces of Kundalini <laughs> from like the macro and we're like spreading the Kundalini through the ley lines. And I mean, we're following ley lines. The ancestors follow ley lines. We're following ley lines. We don't have to be conscious of it, but we're in a living organism. And when the body is healing, cells like magnetize to certain places. Mm -hmm. And from like the energies perspective, the Kundalini or the multi-dimensional energy gravitates to chakras. I feel like we gravitate to the chakras on the earth so we can get like codes and then spread them throughout the bloodstream. That's to me grid work. Uh, it's sometimes we got to do ceremonies. You know, I was taught by an indigenous elder from the Shoshone tribe in 2012 um, how to do like crystal grids and bless the earth to like prevent earthquakes and all this other stuff and this stuff works like so you could do it manually you could do the ceremony or just your presence alone can grid the planet but we are all grid workers and just and these light workers star seeds whatever shadow worker whatever you want to call yourself we are grid workers i love that stuff but i want a home and since you're like we need to make it happen if I've found 55 acres in British Columbia with the best pure water I've ever tasted. Fresh water. You, you literally pour your water bottle and you're like, the bottle's buzzing. Wow. And if anyone wants to be an angel investor, you can go to star-codes.com or reach out to me. And I want to make this happen. And it's it's happening. I've, I've met people meant many people are starting communities but just like the tantra path there's like a high level of integrity too right it's like maybe we're still being trained because maybe i'm not saying we're, we're not ready i think we are ready to be honest with you but i'm just looking at the big picture maybe in the past if we did it we wouldn't have been ready for full integration but i feel like the field is ready and you know during the COVID times i thought it was going to happen but a timeline jumped and like all this bullshit ended thank god and the spirit like i was planning to build a community at that time and then the timeline jumping we got out of that whole bullshit and then they're like you need to start traveling again because there's a window to bring light to the entire planet so i think for be having grounded by design mm -hmm. interesting and also there's a lot of light workers who have shit around money <laughs> which, you know, kind of, we need that in this realm to purchase the land, to build the shit. Right. So I think as that's clearing too, and where more of us, like I'm actually in the moment 
in this moment, really, really, really diving into like money and self-worth and money is sexual energy and all of these things. Um, and I feel that in the collective, that's really present now. A lot of us being like, oh crap, we need resources to build this new earth. Like we need to actually have the resources and the currency to be able to do that. But I love that. And I love that idea for a community and fuck yeah. If I had money to invest, I would be there, right? You know, like putting the money down, but maybe I can just roll up one day with my suitcase. Yo, here's the spot in your you. house. <laughs> Amazing. It's a good year for money. Year yes. Of mm -hmm. And the year of the dragon, which apparently... According to Chinese astrology, I now I'm just like riffing, but I was looking at um, an article and it was like the five uh, Chinese zodiacs that are most likely to become millionaires, and mine was the top number one. So, guys, listen to me now. That's right, year What's of the rooster, <laughs> year of the rooster, or a Pisces Ooh. in in traditional, yeah, but year of the rooster. Okay, so there you go. Yep, gonna be rich. I'm gonna be hanging with you. Yeah, I'm gonna buy the community for everyone amazing okay cool let's just feel in is there anything else i feel like we've covered most things that feels pretty clear is there any parting wisdom knowledge anything that you would like to share well i just feel i'm going to be we're going to be co-creating a dolphin retreat on february 10th in puerto vallarta with aaron lyons and i just feel the dolphins when you ask me and I just want to share that retreat. It's going to be super powerful. But more importantly, I feel it's going to be creating a bridgeway between human consciousness and the animal collective. It's on the first day of the Lunar New Year's. And, you know, just to circle back to your new earth question, the new earth is humans and animals in cooperation. So I think it's going to be so potent. What do the dolphins want? Why do they, they just want me to share that. So I'll leave it at that. And I do feel like that energy coming through, like that joyful, happy, and very orgasmic energy. I'm just going to say that that's some pretty orgasmic energy, dolphins. They're sex masters. <laughs> yeah. That's a weird thought, but yeah, I feel that. I feel, <laughs> that in the, I feel that in the energy. Cool. Flo, this has been such an honor and a pleasure um, where can people find you if they want to find more about the work that you do? Just tell us where we can find you. Yeah. So on Instagram, I'm starseed.codes, website star-codes.com. And you can find the Lyran, Palladian, and Masters of Light Oracle on Amazon. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I wish you could be in Mexico for this retreat, but sometime in the future, I'm sure I will be seeing you soon. Sure, we will. Until next time, beautiful souls, thank you for listening and I love you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cracked Open. Don't forget to hit subscribe and share with a friend if this episode has served you in any way. For more information about the work that I do or to get in touch with me, read the show notes or head to beckmylonis.com. Until next time, beautiful soul.